Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cooter, he believes he's got a hometown advantage here. He actually makes his home here in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Think about the journey this young man has been on. He left his home and his family in Punjab, India, and he moved all the way here to Windsor to be trained at the Can-Am do- Dojo under the tutelage of Scott Demore. And now has this great opportunity here in Impact Wrestling. And frankly, Impact Wrestling pursued him heavily in order to make him a part of this company. I mean, they saw the potential in him right away, and quite frankly, it's paid off very well so far. I say it every time, Bupinder Dudra gets better and better and better every time he steps in the ring. We welcome you back to Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. We invite the great and the good of the wrestling world uh, to share three wrestling matches that they would watch while stranded on a desert island. And one man who is not afraid uh, to venture alone to parts of the world that are brand new and make a go of it. So he'd be more than at home on Cultaholic Island is my guest today. You have seen him absolutely tearing it up in Impact Wrestling and with Under Siege on the horizon and a massive international tour you can know it's only going to get bigger for Bupinda Guja who is with me today Bupinda how you doing I'm doing great brother it's uh, weather's getting better in Canada and uh, I'm feeling great thank you so much for having me on your show say where weather's really good right now Australia that's good weather there. Impact on their way. Are you? Are there plans for you to to head down under with Impact at the moment? Uh, I think I'm going there, but I still have to figure out the visa thing. So mm. if we are working on it, let's see if I can do that on time. So I'm going to be on that tour. I'm on a list though. <laughs> <laughs> you're on, you're on the list. You've made the list, the good list of this one as well. And that's that's such an exciting part of your journey. And we want to talk about it as as we go through is the the adventures that you've been on to get to where we are now. Uh, but whilst we talk about uh, yourself, we're going to ask you about three wrestling matches that you would watch while stranded on a desert island, metaphorically. Uh, we're going to go through them one by one as as the interview goes on what would you like your first match to be though Bupinda? Uh, my first match was uh, I remember watching Kurt Angle versus Moa Joe on Impact Wrestling on TNA and uh, like I don't remember exactly what year, year it was but that was like I love both of them and I love the way they wrestle I learned I tried to learn from Kurt Angle's uh, wrestling style so that was one of my you know very uh the match is kind of very close to me the second one if you ask me that was uh the rock versus john cena survivor series in 2014 i believe so that was uh also very uh influential match for me 
as I was, you know, watching, that was super cool as a kid for me. And I wanted to be like them. I wanted to, uh, you know, perform like them. You know, sometimes uh, some things which which hits you really, you know, in a good way and you wanted to do those things. So that was like one of my things. Like, yes, professional wrestling and especially working like them. Um, uh, that was very close to me. The match was very close to me. And I remember watching Josh Alexander versus Kenta. So that was, uh, again, it was an impact wrestling. Uh, I always loved Josh Alexander. So uh, he, he, his wrestling style is so unique. He's seen super, you know, serious guy coming out with all that, uh, the passion he has for wrestling. And the way he perform in a ring is like something uh, I always wanted to learn from him. And uh, um, that was like three top three matches uh, for me. There are so many, but at this at this moment, I can think about these matches. It's really difficult, is it, to narrow it down to three? And that's yes. part of the part of the intrigue of doing this show is is in what matches people choose. And I love that uh, Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe has come up. It's a favorite uh, on Cultaholic Island, uh, and for for very good reason. Uh, it's it's an incredible match. Where were you uh, when you watched that for the first time? I was in India. I remember I was sitting in front of my TV screen and I was doing the bodybuilding and kickboxing stuff. Uh, wanted to be a pro wrestler, but uh, because of less opportunities, um, you know, I just wanted to be in some kind of profession. So if I get a tryout coming up in India, I can be ready, you know, physically I can be ready. So I can just go out there and actually um, pass those tryouts. So, I was in India back then, and uh, I remember watching. Uh, uh, I know this is the fourth one, but I'll let you know it. Uh, watching John and uh, Brock uh, on SummerSlam. Uh, these matches I was watching all the way from India. So. So, I was uh, on the other side of the world. <laughs> there's a lot of love for wrestling uh, in India as well. And wh who were some of those? Obviously, uh, when you saw people like The Rock and Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam uh, when you were younger, that was a very early memory, a core memory for you as a wrestler. Uh, who was there in India that uh, you looked up to uh, in the wrestling world? Oh, no, well, well that's a, course, a tricky question for me. Uh, actually, uh, when I was growing up, I used to watch um, John, Brock, Kurt Angle, Smudge, all those on my TV. But we didn't have any big superstar from India. Definitely Jinder was there, but Jinder was still, you know, he was making his own way up to get into WWE. And uh, Jinder was in India doing some shows at Kali School, at CWE. So I would say Kali, great Kali, was the first big uh you know, big name who came out from India and, you know, who who represented India. So Gamma Singh was the first one. I was super young to understand about the Gamma Singhs because uh, he was, you know, he, he was already in Canada. And people who are into professional wrestling, they definitely knew about uh, about Gamma Singh. But Great Kali is someone like everybody, every even a single, you know, small kid know about Great Kali because he was super tall. And then, you know, he was representing India in, uh, in on international state. So these two names were big. I'm intrigued as well because it was uh, sort of around the time, I believe, uh, uh, when we had Angle versus Joe, maybe a few years after that, that, that TNA themselves uh, tried to uh, made steps into the Indian market with Rinka King. 
Uh, And I'm intrigued as to what the perception was of Rinka King from within India, because we were fascinated over here to see this leap being made. But what was the what was the what was the impression uh, amongst you and your friends of Rinka King? So Rinka King was a super successful show. Uh, it was the first time I think Impact did uh, such a big show in, especially in, in India. And they used the cricketers, uh, they used Indian wrestlers, and uh, uh, the the setup was different. You know, we have never sold before, especially in India. And the whole show was commentating in Hindi, so we can understand, we can communicate. So that was a very, you know, that was a time when. Uh, I remember I was just sitting in front of my screen and I was like, wow, this is like, it's happening in India. Like that was the, you know, eye opening thing for lots of young, uh, you know, people like me. And uh, that was a big influence because, you know, if you know, like something is really happening in your country, then you think like you can really do that. But if you're sitting in India and if you see all these pro pro wrestling matches happening in Canada, Australia, UK, all these Western countries, then it feel, it's a little different for us cause to get the visas and to travel the, around the world, you know, it, it's hard. But if it's happening in India, then it's, you know, you think like you can do it. And I was in the same position. It, it was, the Rinka King was big success. It, it was in Hindi. So we knew like what kind of storyline going on. So you're watching it, and you're you you know you're into your bodybuilding, you're into your kickboxing, uh, and you talk about some of your wrestling influences there. Uh, you've said previously in documentaries that your uncle was a big influence on you as well. Um, what why did why did your uncle in particular become such a big influence? Um, basically, he he wasn't a pro wrestler, but he's a guy who loves uh, pro wrestling and uh, who loves uh, you know sports different kind of sports like uh, kabaddi is a big famous sport and cricket is a big sport in india so he always liked to watch uh, all these sports and he always you know appreciate all those athletes who are into uh, uh, into any any sport so he he was super happy when i started doing the body, bodybuilding and kickboxing that uh, that you know that he he was the first person in my family who was appreciating my efforts who was always kind of there for me because, you know, in 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 Indian society, most uh, parents are going to tell you to go and, you know, find some good job in uh, engineering field, doctor field or whatever. But he, uh, by I was, whenever I was growing up, I used to watch him and the way he uh, used to take care of himself, he used to go to uh, work out uh, every single day. He used to, he was like one of the handsome guy, you know, in my family. And I was like, okay, I need to learn something from this guy. Like he's working out. He looks good. He got, you know, good money. And uh, so oh, like look, that, that, that kind of influence, you know, to uh, like, I was growing up and I wanted to be a kind of cool kid. So I had him to watch, you know, I was watching him while growing up. You had a cool and, uh, uncle. Yeah. Cool uncle, yeah. yeah like everyone needs <laughs> a cool uncle. He, yeah, unfortunately, he's no more with us, and uh, he, uh, you know, he had a car accident and no, not with us. But so I was very close to him, and um, I was growing up, and he became a friend of mine. Couple of years, 
and as I was, I was growing up, so I was able to share my feelings with him, talk to about pro wrestling, talk about my boxing, kickboxing, and all that stuff. And then suddenly he was kind of gone in, from my life. So that's why I had a first influence from him, and then he was became so close to me. Yeah, and you get to be the next cool uncle down the road at some point. You can I be hope, the next yeah. cool uncle. You carry on the tradition. You keep it alive. You keep it yes, alive. Sir. <laughs> I'm you, trying my best. Yeah, I, oh, you'll be a cool uncle. You're a cool uncle. You'll be a great uncle. If you're not one already, you certainly <laughs> will be a cool uncle, without a doubt. Are you an uncle already? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, but I think that... I will be, because I, I love kids. <laughs> uncle in the making, Bapinda Guja. That's, that's it. That's Keep that. Yes, sir. As you mentioned there about the, the pressure that comes from growing up with an Indian family, that, that pressure to go out, find a good job and get married and settle down and be near the family. So talk us through the day that you open up to your parents and said, I'm moving to Canada to pursue a wrestling career. Um, uh, that's funny, actually, because first I told my parents that I, basically I moved here for my study. So I never mentioned that I'm going to do my pro wrestling gonna pursue my pro wrestling career over there because otherwise they're gonna say like you know again like you have spending years and years in different kind of sports in india but you never end up anywhere so now you are going to canada and if you don't if you pursue your career in pro wrestling and if you again fail what are you gonna do right so that's why i keep it with me I didn't want anyone's, you know, uh, opinions on that at that time. So my first plan was just to move out from the country, pursue my studies, and then at the same time, continue, continue my wrestling profession. So when I uh, I was studying, then my parents saw like I'm, you know, getting good grades. And then I told them, hey, I'm also pursuing my, my dream, my passion with that. So uh, after that, they were super supportive. And plus, they're too far away for you to get a clip yes. around the year so that's <laughs> there is yeah, you know if you are other side of the world then uh, they're gonna be kind of scared like if you're doing pro wrestling they were like if you get got hurt there's nobody to take care of you yeah and then my mom got, used to get so worried and then then i told them like after a couple of years actually i admire the spirit of of you just taking your life and without knowing anybody there uh, heading to Canada uh, and starting wrestling training. You were working as a security guard as well whilst you were doing your studies as well. You're, you're, you had a, a ridiculous schedule. Um, you were so new to Canada that there was a wonderfully awkward moment that, that I heard about that you had with Scott Damore on the phone. One of the first few times you spoke to Scott Damore. Do you know the one I'm talking about? <laughs> I know, I know. That was one of the funniest and closest moments of my life. <laughs> Actually, what happened, like, when I moved to Canada, so I spent, like, a couple of days in, I moved first moved to Toronto, right? So I spent a couple of days with my friends there, and then my school was in Windsor, so I moved to Windsor. So it was my, like, second or third day. I don't remember. Like, I was super new in Windsor, and I had no clue, like, what's on my left what's on my right you know what's on the west what's on the south of the city so i was super new uh new to this culture new to the people and my english wasn't fluent i was able to talk but it wasn't super fluent i can't you know i i, I was underconfident like and kind of scared a little bit then i got a call from uh you know scott demore about talking about the pro wrestling so i was like you know uh, i don't want to say no on the phone let's meet and talk and respectfully say sir first i want to continue my studies and later on i definitely want to do pro wrestling uh i had some pro wrestling background because i was doing in india 
and I had I, I'm a national level kickboxer in uh, uh, I won double gold medals in kickboxing in 2016. So I was into sports, but I wanted to this time I wanted to pursue my studies, finish my study, and then go to pro wrestling. But Scott met me, and he changed the whole thing. You know, he was uh, he he was like my wrestling father. He was there. The way you know we had a great communication, I knew that I can trust this guy. And then he was like, "Bupinder, you no need to worry about anything. You just come to my school. We're gonna train. I'm not gonna charge you any money. You no need to pay for anything. You just come and train." So that was the first interaction with him. So you know, I'm glad that um, he came up to me, and now I'm here. <laughs> but it's the fact you were so new to Canada as well, like you say, you didn't like you know you were you were learning the language still, and you were still getting your head around everything. And I and I went. Scott DeBoer says, "Okay, whereabouts are you?" And you go, "I don't quite know." <laughs> yeah, he, he asked me like, "Where do you live? Like, give me the address." So I was like. I don't know. I can only see the bridge and the McDonald's. So I don't know where I am. And he was like, I know where you are. So stay there. Oh, I love, I, you know what? I, I hear so many wonderful things about Scott Damore. And I love that commitment to it. The fact that he, he you know, he, he knew he needed to reach out to you at that point. And he went, right, tell me, where, tell me what you can see. I'm on my way. I love that. No wonder he became your wrestling dad. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you start your training, I know that Scott was very, like he pushed you quite hard with training. I've, I've seen uh, you guys training together. I've seen him give you a backdrop. So Scott is still like, we, we, we saw Scott do a, a flipping Canadian destroyer the other day. He can still go, yeah. never count him out. Yeah. Um, but he really pushed you, didn't he? And, and I guess that's the, that's the father part in, uh, once again, isn't it? He really pushed you. Yes, he really, you know, uh, I think I had that kind of old school kind of training days. Johnny Bravo used to be there and scored them more. So I wasn't, and even I had a rest, uh, the, the other, the boxing background. So I knew the training could be hard, you know, and if they, they, they were pushing me and I was ready for that. And uh, I remember uh, many days were like kind of failures, you know, you are tired, your body is sore, but they still wanted you, you, you to go and do the drills. And I think they saw that I'm, you know, I, I'm passionate and uh, I, I always like, you know, whatever they told me to do, I'm ready to do it. It doesn't even matter, like I'm able to do it or no, especially Scott's there and was super nervous. And I was, you know, uh, I couldn't do the drills because I was nervous and he was watching. And, uh, but I think that's the, 
a positive thing for me because the the more I go out now, I'm more confident. And now I learn the way, like, if you are nervous, still how to perform better. So, you know, learned a lot from Scott Demore and Johnny Bravo. Was is there, you mentioned like a few moments where, um you you struggled with it and and you pushed through and, and i totally get it as we've said like you've come to uh you've come to canada first time ever and you you throw you you roll the dice and you've just gone with it as they say and is there a particular moment during those first few weeks training with scott demore where you found yourself going i don't know if i want to do this anymore actually yes um uh because I never saw uh, snow. I saw snow, but I never lived in an area where it's snowy, right? So the bus timings was like, the last bus to go home is like 9.45-ish something. And usually we get free from like free uh, from training at like 10. So I missed the last bus. And then so I remember a couple of times I had to walk home. And it was like half an hour walk and it was snowing. And, you know, I was just walking all in the snow and my feet was numb and then you know i was like why i'm doing that like why you know that's a hard part after having like whole day at school at my uh school and then going to wrestling training straight to wrestling training and then now i'm just walking back home and i can't ask ride for every single day you know i don't want to bother anyone and then some days so i had to walk i remember that one uh, incident that i was walking and i was basically crying like you know it was like 10 o'clock at night and snowing i couldn't see anyone you know around me so i was just walking and i was thinking like why i'm doing that and what you know if i was in india i can call somebody and somebody can come and pick me up but now here i don't know anyone i can't call anyone so i was just walking and uh you know had a long day was kind of crying and i was like now, why am I doing that to me? But uh, I was like, let's see, you know, I, it's a hard time. I know, but I, I, you know, I don't want to quit. So, um, all like small moments, you know, that, that, that reminds you that, yeah, you have, you know, worked hard. There's a, there's a, there's a phrase in, uh, in, in the football over here. Uh, I don't know. Do you follow the footy? Do you follow the footy, Babinda? uh not exactly no that's okay because there's a phrase there's a phrase over here it's a really obscure phrase but i just thought of it as you were telling me that story um it's can they do it on a cold tuesday night in stoke and uh you know big big shout to anybody from stoke in the uk who's listening stoke's not a glamorous place and when it's wet and miserable like you double down and it's that idea of sure you can you can do it and perform you know when when the sky is blue and things are great but can you do Mm. it when things are really rough you know when it's less glamorous and i think that was your your cold tuesday night in stoke moment walking home in the snow for half an hour uh and yes and and and, and, and you're uh, here and, and look where we are now you know <laughs> yes sir and i think those are the you know uh your struggling time when it's a test for you basically god put you in that situation and then he wanted to see you that that you really wanted to do it or no like i have seen so many people who started with me they quit you know right after a couple of months but uh i i i was a I was always like, you know, I, I turned myself into a machine kind of, you know, I, I don't know if you understand that mentality. I was like, I just want to keep doing, I don't care if I like it or no, but I'm, I, for the first couple of years, I'm just going to give my 200% because on my deathbed, I don't want to think like, Hey, I wish I have done that. I wish I have, you know, you know, I never quit on that. So I always kind of have that kind of mentality. Like I just wanted to give my best. Let's go through it. Let's see what other side of the tunnel. 
it's a strong mentality to have and it's as it's 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 paid off for you so far um there's a lot said about representation in wrestling and in particular sort of how indian stereotypes tend to be in the past leaned upon i think we're we we've approached a time where less so uh, we're seeing that now um but in your early days getting into wrestling with that sort of in the background did it cast any doubt on your ambitions to enter wrestling knowing that uh typically uh if you present yourself uh, as as an indian wrestler there are boos that await you in certain parts of the world did that cast any doubt on your ambitions at all um basically i was kind of you know mentally pre- prepared for that cuz i know like when uh, it's a kind of stereotype wherever you go in indies you try to get booking they want to book you as a bad guy and uh, like you're not going to believe like most of the matches i had like as a as a heel on uh, in like canadian indies like some uh, but then i i realized one thing that uh, people still kind of started liking me but you know they wanted to boo me but they started liking me and then i realized oh that yes i'm doing something different that they really want to share for me but uh, most of the matches i had as a as a heel uh, you know pers- as a heel guy but uh, uh, when i get to know that i'm going as a baby face on impact that was a big challenge for me cuz i wasn't prepared for that cuz in my mind i thought i'm going there and working as a heel and i was fully pumped ready for that and then when i go to know about that and then i was like okay now that's a hard part cuz i know like how to work the crowd as a heel but working the crowd as a baby face that was a totally you know different thing for me and i have never experienced that but i think i have just learned with the time and i uh, i i i listen to my uh, uh you know mentors and my seniors like tommy dreamer land storms or scott demore so i was whenever i have any question i don't care if it's a stupid question or no i just go and you know straight talk to them so these people really helped me to get over and helping me to get over in there yeah, you've got a good support team around you, and and there's something quite uh, refreshing, really, to to hear that you went in and went, oh, you'll be you'll be a babyface, and it's almost as if you went, oh, so the the bit I always have to do where I go in as a bad guy and win people over, oh, I, I'm going, I'm I'm up to the next level already. Okay, this is a new challenge. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm so I'm so glad that you know Impact Wrestling gave me a chance uh, to go as a babyface, and they break that stereotype, and now you know I I'm, I feel so lucky that uh, uh people are you know people are cheering my name they are cheering for me so i'm always grateful and thankful for that uh fighting through to uh, you know fighting fighting to become a wrestler in a in a whole new part of the world uh spending 30 minutes walking home in the snow in the cold trying to figure out whether or not this is what you want to do or not all those things behind you it must have been uh it must have been a breeze to break your nose in the middle of a ladder match that must have felt like nothing <laughs> but i want to talk i want to talk about this with you Papinda, because this is a real sort of galvanizing moment for you it's this impact wrestling digital media title match that you have with brian myers and midway through the match he drops the ladder on you and your face just explodes mate it just explodes did you know the moment that ladder at your face that something was wrong I I know uh actually Brian is one of the best pro wrestlers you know he he's like he can make you look like million dollar so I think what happened like right on the beginning of the match I was kind of knocked out for, for from something I don't exactly remember so I was trying to get my you know senses back and then I just saw a ladder coming on my face and I was unable to put my hands up to save myself and uh 
then it was just on my nose and uh, so i was kind of shocked and i had no clue like where i am what's going on but at the same time i was like this is my big chance i don't want to miss it i want to give my 100% and then i remember was you know ref ref was like kind of shocked and it was like uh, he was kind of shocked to look at my face he was like hey you want to go home i was like no and uh, i remember i think i i told him i don't exactly remember i told him maybe that hey don't tell me how bad it is we'll figure it out later let's finish the match <laughs> so uh, and uh, that was kind of you know the blood was coming out and i got a little you know kind of emotional and i was like okay now i'm already in this situation i don't want to quit let's finish it and we finished it strong and you know that match changed my life everybody i, I think i have earned respect backstage and everybody liked it and i remember they were backstage uh, they were telling me you know like we were thinking like well, why are you going crazy like what's going on in your mind and they were kind of shocked to see a new guy you know kind of going uh, crazy on this ladder match and i remember uh, be- before right before the ladder match you know uh, a couple of others my fellow wrestler was coming up to me and he was like hey you have a ladder match be careful and that was my first ladder match and i was like why are everybody telling me to care to be careful when i broke my nose then i realized why they were telling me to be <laughs> ah, careful ah <laughs> that's why i should be careful <laughs> yeah i should break my nose and uh, the, the whole thing is captured uh, in, in in an incredible video diary documentary uh, which I I encourage everybody to go and watch because it it shows a side of you that that I think is is warm and 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 special and and there's a bit backstage after that match because you mentioned about getting uh, emotional about it. There's a bit backstage after that match. If you don't mind me bringing it up, where you you've kind of stolen yourself away. Uh, you're, you're somewhere else in the arena and you're really tearing up and you're you're speaking from the heart and you're talking about uh sending a message for those who didn't think you'd make it um what was going through your head at that point when when all this emotion was pouring out who was at the front of your mind um as i told you like i was kind of going emotional even during the match and then uh, when i finished the match i remember you know um my my close friends uh my ex-girlfriend you know and those people who like these are the people who were very close to me and they basically i have been told that you know uh, you're not a star yet you're never gonna make it i was always telling them hey i'm gonna make it big believe me but they were like no you are doing this for years and uh, uh indirectly or directly i have been told that you're never gonna make it and uh, so i kind of you know lost my go get lost into my emotions and uh, i don't even remember what i said <laughs> It was definitely down the camera of set. It was it was a message directly to people. I can quote you as, as Lisa saying, uh, "You said I didn't. You said I wouldn't make it, uh, and here I am." And and you said it with your, your nose. Bless you, mate. You 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 are a very handsome man, but you looked awful. Oh. You do, you looked yeah. awful. <laughs> you, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't say that lightly. I mean, I I ain't an, I'm not an oil painting, but you looked. It was like, and and the documentary carries on, and and D'Lo Brown's chatting to you, and a few of the roster are, are speaking to you, and you're kind of taking your boots off, and you're talking about, and, and your nose is out here, and all I'm thinking is, 
guy at the hospital. God, don't, don't hang around and chat. Go, go get seen to. That looks rough. That looks rough. Uh, but obviously you did, and it's fine. Uh, injuries are, are uh, you know, they're, they're part of the course when it comes to wrestling. Uh, Impact have just lost their world champion on a regular basis in Josh Alexander, down with uh, a, a, a terrible injury out of nowhere, just as he had the company firmly on his shoulders. What sort of impact, pun intended, uh, has Josh Alexander had as leader of Impact Wrestling? Uh, Joe's is a great guy. Personally, to me, he's like big brother to me. I think um, uh, when I, I remember watching him first, like 2017 or 18, if I'm not wrong, like he just signed with Impact. At that time, he wasn't signed with Impact, but he used to do all that Canadian indie shows. And I was on those, one of those shows just to go there and watch like how everything was. And I knew like, you know, this guy had something special. I just knew, like, I just liked it. And uh, after a couple of months, I just, uh, you know, I saw that he got signed. And then on Impact Wrestling as a leader, he played plays a great role. Like whenever um, anybody have any question, personally, like the guy like me, who are super new to the company and, who, you know, you can't just go to people and just talk, you know, because you are little, uh, kind of in your own zone. You need some time to get open to people. But he was the first guy who was, you know, um, one of the first guys who was like super open whenever I go there, you know just talk to me and i i wasn't uh, able to actually talk to him about pro wrestling because you know he was super senior and he knew a lot i just like this company you know just staying sitting near to him and listening uh guys like josh alexander talking about pro, pro wrestling so um i know learn from a learn still learning a lot and i hope he's gonna come back soon and he's gonna take what you know belongs to him and uh, hence why what his match with Kenta is one of your three, uh, which is uh, an, an appropriate way uh, to come around. But hey, look, this is about you today. We're talking about you. Uh, Impact Wrestling on Impact Plus, on DAZN in the UK and in, in, the UK and in select markets. Uh, and Under Siege is on the horizon as well this month. Uh, but for you, Bupinda, what are your goals for heading into the summer of 2023? It's always an exciting summer with Impact Wrestling. There's always something big and wonderful going on. What would you like to accomplish in the next few months? Um, my my eyes are on definitely on titles, you know, uh, like uh, digital media title. I had a kind of history with that title, an X Division title, and definitely the World Championship title. Um, for now, I'm looking for these two titles, like X Division, because I like to go by step by step. So first, I was really wanted to have like a digital media title or X Division title, so that way, you know. I can have good matches, big matches, and I can build my most, uh, my confidence more, and I can learn more, so I can go for the most bigger opportunities like the world title. So um, that's I'm looking forward for, for all those matches. We're gonna get some gold around the waist of Bupinda Gucci in 2023. I cannot thank you enough for joining us on Cultaholic Island for Desert Island Graps, Bupinda. It's been a joy to watch your rise. I'm excited to see belts, uh, but. Go steady on your nose, okay? Like I said, you, okay. you look direct, and I don't want to see you looking like that again. <laughs> I have broke my nose after that. We with my nose broken like twice, so now I'm super careful about Stop my. Stop breaking your nose, Bupinda! <laughs> Goodness <I know>. sake! <laughs> Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.